Hello, and welcome to the Three Timbers podcast series, Life Interrupted. Today we are joined by Jeff Ryan and Joe Slaybaugh. Welcome back to the Life Interrupted Podcast from Three Timbers Church. I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for joining us again today. My name is Jeff Ryan. I am joined by the man that has taught old dogs a variety of new tricks. A man, when he goes to the museum, he gets to touch the art. Of course, I am talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Omaha's favorite son, Joe Slaybaugh. The only uh, place I go to to touch art would be like the Children's Museum, and I think everybody gets to touch art there too. I don't know if that makes me super special. Joe, you are super special. Never <laughs> doubt that you are super special. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm going to just leave it right there. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea yeah, at this you're point. You're special too, Jeff. I appreciate that. I've been called special my whole life, but I never understood what it meant. But I definitely appreciate it. It's best that. not to ask questions. Yeah, I don't ask questions. That's I just keep sure. moving. Just yeah, keep on moving. You're special, Jeff. We're in the same boat. Just yep. don't ask too many questions. Don't ask too many questions, forward. that's for sure. Very good. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, you guys. We're so glad that you chose to check us out another for another episode this morning. We're going to be talking about some stuff um, that we all deal with on a regular basis. We're calling it daily bumps. Jeff, what are some daily bumps that you experience in your life? These are the things that just drive you crazy, that you're like, why is this happening? I don't have time. Like, when you have to make a phone call because you need just one piece of information from a company and you have to go through 10 prompts and then they tell you to, to say what you need in that prompt and I constantly find myself yelling, representative, representative, I just want to talk to a normal human being. I have one question about a policy or about this and so I spend what should take about 30 seconds, I spend 30 minutes and that interrupts my whole day because I'm trying to deal with somebody on the phone or... You know, I know we've talked about traffic, you know, where you're going and somebody's like on a parade that you were unaware of and they're driving slow. Like you can, you've gotten out of your car, you ran up to them and said, you have to move faster. Right. And that yeah. takes up your whole day. Yeah. Especially where we're at. So we are in a suburb of Omaha, you guys called Bennington. And there's a lot of one lane roads out here. So if you're behind somebody who's driving at about 20, 25 miles an hour in a 45 zone, and your whole day is ruined, at least for the 30 seconds that you're behind them. And that'll ruin your entire day. I also hate construction. Um, just daily things that really bug us. Right now, outside of my neighborhood, they have completely torn up the main street. And they're doing a road expansion project that's going to take at least a year. So my wife and I, we have to find completely different routes to get around town now because our main road coming out of our neighborhood is just shut down and it's going to be shut down for a long time. And that's just every single day when I leave my house, it's right in my face. I have to deal with it. Um, so I'm right there with you, man. Traffic is tough. Uh, I don't know if I have so many issues with robocalls, but I totally understand where you're sure. coming from. Also talking about times where we lose internet randomly no, throughout the day. No, Just can't. the worst. no. Why? Why does it go out like right at the most important part of the game? It, <laughs> it goes out. And then you have like the pinwheel of death that's going on. And it just interrupts my whole day. Why? Yeah. yeah. Daily interruptions, little daily bumps that you have to deal with. That's what we want to talk about today. 
Um, even as you're listening, I'd encourage you to think about what are the little things that happen to you on a regular basis that just interrupt your life, disrupt your life, and kind of tick you off a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and look, we say these things in seriousness, but also joking to prove to prove a point is life is always going to be filled with interruptions. And sometimes it's not the big interruptions that can get to you. It's the daily little things that can interrupt you. Traffic, Wi-Fi, phone calls, construction, all of those types of things. But the question is, how do we go and not allow them to consume us? Because we can be consumed by these small daily interruptions and they can overtake our life and we can miss out sometimes on the blessing that's right in front of us. We can miss out on something big. And there's a wonderful story in the Gospels about two sisters, one who got really overtaken, right, by something little and one who didn't let that bother her and really focused on the one thing, Joe. Yeah, so we want to talk a little bit about a story from Luke chapter 10. Um, the sisters are Mary and Martha. You might be familiar with those sisters. They're pretty common, and they're talked about a lot throughout the Bible. But the, the setting is Mary and Martha are hosting Jesus and his disciples over for a dinner. And how many of us have hosted family and friends over for a dinner? And what do you do when you host a dinner? What do you do when you have family and friends come over to your house? You clean. Yep. And you spend all day preparing the house, making sure that it looks great. And you stuff everything in one room that you won't let anybody exactly go in. Exactly right. We want people to believe that we live in a museum yeah. and that our house is perfectly spotless at all times. Never in dishes our lives. in the sink. No, no way. God That's not going to happen. That's Bathroom sure. always clean. No one would ever assume that there was any type of dust in my house no. because by the time they show up, it's been dusted. I've never seen it. I've exactly. never seen dust you in go. your house. Jeff's never seen dust in my house. It's a fact. He can verify it. Absolutely. But Mary and Martha are doing the exact same thing that every single one of us would be doing. They're having company over and they are trying to prepare the house. And Martha is frantically running around everywhere trying to get it clean. The guests have arrived. Uh, Jesus is there. She's overwhelmed and she can't believe that her sister Mary yes. has stopped cleaning, has stopped preparing and is focused on just hanging out and listening to Jesus. And she is so ticked off by this. So let's check it out. We're in Luke chapter 10, right there at verse 38. You guys, you want to read along with us. But it says, now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed her, him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she went up to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to prepare alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Well, and let's just get this out of the way. Verse 41 when I read Martha, Martha, I think of Marsha, Marsha Brady from Bunch. the Brady Bunch. So just let's get that out of the way because we were all thinking it. But, you know, it's just great story, right? And in my translation, um, it says preparations, that Martha was doing all the preparations. So a lot of little things. You know, my family was with us recently and, you know, we had to clean the house and, and clean the bathrooms. And when I say we, I mean probably everybody but me uh, because I'm not a good cleaner. Everybody else in my house does a great job. And, you know, you got to get the rooms ready. Like, you know, my son's room, we had to like get things off the floor and we found out he had carpet and, you know, we had to get things organized everywhere in our house. And, you know, my parents raised kids. 
they understand that houses are never perfect when you have kids. And, and so you get caught up in the preparations and that's what Martha was doing. She was cleaning. She was cooking. She was fluffing. She was getting everything ready. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no. And, and she's doing it out of love. That's yeah. it's not a negative yeah. thing. And I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. For your example, when you have family coming in from out of town, uh, there's absolutely zero wrong with getting your house cleaned up and prepared. Actually, you can talk to my wife, but I, I really do like having a cleaned up house. Um, it relaxes me and she likes having a cleaned house as well. It makes her feel a lot of relief and she can just relax in her own home. She doesn't feel like she's sitting on top of just germs and other stuff that's just nasty. Um, so it's, uh, other stuff. Yeah. I mean, if, well, I know, what is other stuff other we, than germs? We, we have a problem in our house with crumbs. I'm going to be honest. Crumbs. Uh, we have a big dog, you guys, and our dog loves to snack on kibble and then he will walk around the house. And for whatever reason, he just doesn't fully swallow. So we have mm. just little bits of kibble all over the place. And he chews on a whole bunch of stuff in our house, um, which we've tried to fix, but we have got, dog slobber on pillows and just sheets and blankets. So we're constantly in a state of washing our laundry yeah. and keeping things, trying to keep things clean. So yeah, it's just constantly in a state of trying to keep things sanitary or at least appear like they're sanitary. And I feel like that's what Martha's trying to do. She's trying really hard to make things look like they are put together and they're clean. Um, and Jesus is there. I mean, if Jesus was at your house, Obviously, you're going to try to clean your house. You're going to try to make it look nice because it's, it's a sign of respect. It's a sign that you value the other person that's showing up, your guest. You want them to be at home and they feel comfortable in your house. These are all good things. Well, and, and, and Martha is doing a good thing, but she becomes overwhelmed and Jesus calls her on it. He says, you're worried and upset about many things. So it's those little things. It wasn't that she was upset about one thing. She was focused on so many little things like we can get in life. And Jesus simplifies this. He says, but only one thing is needed. There's only one thing. Like we focus on all of the little interruptions every day. And look, they're real and they're frustrating. That's not to take away when these interruptions happen. But we spend more time, and then I know I spend more time focusing on life's little um, interruptions versus the one thing that matters. And what's the one thing that matters? Well, we see right here, Mary chose the one thing, and that was Jesus. Yeah. She chose to spend time with Jesus over everything else. Um, and preparation has a big thing to do with that. We're talking in this instance about trying to clean up your house and getting everything in order. But that also applies to when you're bumped and you don't know about it. You know, when I'm driving down the street and there's somebody really slow in front of me, or when I make a left-hand turn and realize that the road's closed because of construction, those are little instances where I am tempted to be distracted by the problem in front of me and get frustrated and upset, which is what Martha did. Or you can make a choice and say, you know what, this really isn't that big of a deal because God is more important in this scenario. How many times have we all been tempted to yell and cuss out another driver on the road when there's also the choice to make the decision to have some grace and forgive that person or to maybe think about that person and even pray for them? wow, could you imagine praying for people on the road that are cutting you off in traffic and being like, God, please bless that person? How, how would that change your mentality? How would that change the way you see other people? It's amazing. You know, we have a choice on how we respond to life's little interruptions. And, you know, the other thing is sometimes those interruptions are for a kingdom purpose that we're unaware of. You know, maybe there's a reason why there's traffic so that you would miss 
uh, something happening, or maybe there's a reason why you have to wait on the phone. I mean, do you ever have that God timing where something just happens perfectly? Well, it probably had some interruptions leading up to that moment. So sometimes there are divine interruptions. I mean, our family did pray and go, which was so great. Encourage you to be a part of this ministry. And we, we didn't get to as many houses as we wanted because God just kept bringing people out to talk to us. And I was like, Hey, our goal is to get this many houses. We have this far to go. And you know, like I'm like in, in, in task mode. And, you know, thankfully, you know, Christy was like, Hey, if God's sending people out to talk to us, we need to talk to them. So we had so many conversations with people. Now, I could have chosen to get mad because I didn't get to as many houses as I wanted, or as my wife uh, pointed out to me, look, God is bringing these divine interruptions yeah. so that we can build relationships yeah. with people. So Jeff is describing the Pray and Go campaign that we're launching this year, you guys. If you're not familiar with that, it's a simple campaign. We're trying to prayer walk every neighborhood in our community. So to try to get to a lot of houses when you have the time to do it and just pray over a house and then walk to the next one. So the goal is kind of to get through a lot of houses like you're talking about, but isn't the bigger goal, if you think about it in a mission perspective, the bigger goal is to reach people. So when you had the opportunity to talk to somebody outside of their house after you prayed for them, that's, that's, wouldn't that be more important than trying to just knock off a bunch of houses on a street? Well, yeah, and it, and it took me a minute. And it's funny, the, the app that we, we use, um, as you go by each house, you can either hear the button pray or engage. And it was so cool. As I look back, I had all these engaged homes that I spoke to. And I thought, well, gosh, that's, that's even better. But it took me a minute to get over this interruption, this little interruption of we have, you know, we, we did it later in the, in the day. So I'm like, we're running out of daylight. You know, I was so focused and, and so busy that I missed it until Christy finally said, look what God's doing. He's bringing all these people out. And so when I got focused on the one thing, which was talking about Jesus to other people, all of a sudden I found so much joy and that little interruption didn't matter. And see, with Mary and Martha, Mary was focused on the one thing and she had joy. Those other things didn't matter. Who cares if the house was dusty? Jesus is the focus. And I think that's so powerful in our lives, when we can simplify or distill down that the most important thing is Jesus, yeah. it changes everything. Yeah. Well, and also realizing that the most important thing is having that relationship with Jesus. It's still yeah. intact and sharing Jesus with other people. You know, just like what you're talking about when you were interrupted walking down the street. Um, that Which happens. I know happens to you. All the time. You just get interrupted walking I, down the street because you're so well known. I don't known. walk in neighborhoods. No. I try to stay away from neighborhoods. Sure. I understand that. Security you, reasons. I live in a compound that's guarded by- As it should. Yeah. As it absolutely. should. So I'm not familiar with this whole neighborhood, neighborhood thing, thing. you're I talking about. I'll explain it to you off air. What I will say is that I have the exact same experience in life, obviously in many different areas. One thing that happens to me a lot is if I'm going to the gym and I want to work out, um, usually, and you're probably the same way- you want to get in and you want to get out. There's not a whole lot of time to just spend working out. Uh, we don't have a lot of time in the day to get that type of stuff done. So usually when you go to a gym or you go for a workout, it's for a set amount of time. You want to get a certain number of exercises done and you want to get out of there. And I, what I found at the gym that I go to is more often than not, I'll end up in a conversation with somebody, um, whether it's superficial or it's a life conversation or it's a job conversation, whatever the case may be. And before you know it, I've lost 10 minutes out of my workout. And that can be really frustrating. 
because you feel like, oh no, I just got bumped out of 10 minutes of a workout. Now it's going to take me longer. It's going to be longer before I get home. You know, I'm not going to be able to have dinner at the time I want to have dinner. Fill in the blank. But to your point, what's more important? Is it more important to knock out the little things on our list or to invest in people's lives? Um, Mary chose the better portion. That's what it says in my translation here in Luke 10. I think that is so cool. When you choose what's the better portion in your day, and you get interrupted by a daily bump, a little thing, but you can make a choice that be like, mm, I think it's better to choose Jesus in this moment, or it's better to share Jesus in this moment. Yeah. That's the better portion. Yeah, and we struggle with that. Yeah. You know, we absolutely struggle with because we, we let so many of these little bumps throw us off our game, right? Well, and then the little bumps, they pile up. Yeah. Oh man, like you can be in stuck in traffic, you can show up to your favorite coffee spot and the line's too long, so you have to skip the line, you have to just go straight to work. How frustrating is that? And then all of a sudden you don't have your coffee for the day, so you're just irritable and frustrated already. You show up to work, your boss tells you you have to do something that you weren't expecting to do. These little bumps pile up real fast. How do you handle that? You know, I I think it's, you know, it's a lot like baseball to me. Uh I love baseball. And baseball, you're going to fail seven out of 10 times. And if you fail seven out of 10 times at anything, you don't think you're very good. But if you fail seven out of 10 times, that means you succeed three out of 10 times and you'll be in the Hall of Fame. In baseball. In baseball. And so I think it's looking at the bigger picture. Uh, I think it's saying, you know what, I'm not going to let one bad game or one bad at bat throw me off for the day. And it's trying to say, look, the phone call went too long. The traffic was too late. uh, The internet didn't work. I got to shake that off and I got to say, you know what? I just need to focus on the most important thing is Jesus knows me. Jesus loves me. Jesus died for me. Jesus will save me. You know, trying to get ourselves in a mental and spiritual space where we can say, these other things just don't matter. At the end of the day, all that matters is Jesus. I mean, Martha was caught up in a lot of these things. Maybe it was, what will people think of my home? What will people say of me? And, And Mary was just like, I just... I just care about Jesus. And, you know, these, these little interruptions, they're real. Um, and, and we become very anxious. But, you know, when we go to 1 Peter, we get great advice on what we're to do. It says, 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And he cares for us, for the little things. Um, you know, I remember long before you could talk on the phone hands-free in your car, Right. And if you used to see somebody driving down the road talking in their car years ago, you were a little concerned if there was no one else in the vehicle. And so now I feel like I have a free pass that when something frustrating happens, I can just talk to God out loud, particularly like when I'm driving and nobody knows that I'm really just venting my frustration to God. They think I'm just having a conversation, but we got to go to God. Mm. He's big enough to take it. He can take our frustration with the phone call and the internet and the construction, give it to him. And, and you know what? Then it's over. Yeah. You just talk to God, cast your anxiety, say, Lord, I'm giving you this mess. Yeah. And I just want to focus on your goodness. No, that's so good. Because these little things, they really do add up fast. And if we don't know how to let it go and give it to God, which is exactly what 1 Peter 5, 7 is talking about, cast your cares on him for he cares for you. And that's the little things. If we can't get our emotional baggage off of ourselves and give it to God, which piles up so fast, then sooner or later, we're going to realize that we are not a very fun person to be around. I had an old mentor and he would always say, is your grace space being punctured? 
is your gray space being popped? And what he meant by that is how much room do you have for people to give them grace when they mess up a little bit or when they impede your day? And I, I thought that was so cool because I really never thought about it before, but all of us have a certain amount of grace space that we can give to one another. And the fact of the matter is when we fill up our emotion, our emotional calendar, our emotional day with little bumps and bruises, we have less grace space for other people. Um, and our, our, our tank gets more and more full with bitterness and resentment and anger. And before you know it, we're, we're a pretty mean person to be around. Um, we don't have a lot of grace for people anymore. And the way you get rid of that is you cast your care on God. Why? Because he is like the never-ending dumpster that can handle everything and anything. He's the trash compactor that can take all of our problems. This is some theological yeah. gold right here. God is a dump truck. God is a trash compactor. A trash compactor in the best possible way. Okay. But he can take all of our emotional baggage and he can handle that stuff. He can compact it. He can destroy it. He can incinerate it so it's no longer an issue. And then our gray space is open again. Well, I think too, and all of what you said is just right on point, but one of the things that I find interesting when I, when I stop and think about it, all those interruptions, they're about me. They're all about my day, my time, my wants, my schedule, my priorities. So I get probably frustrated because it's about me and as opposed to saying, God planned my day. And Lord, whatever interruptions you bring, I know you're bringing them for a purpose. Like, so I, I, I be sometimes can become very aware of my own selfishness, thinking, well, shouldn't everything revolve around me? Shouldn't it revolve around my schedule? And, and Lord, I've set up this wonderful day of all the things I'm going to accomplish for you. But God said, it's not about you. It's got to be about me. Martha said, I'm doing this for the Lord. I'm cleaning the house for the Lord. And the Lord was like, no, that doesn't matter to me. You know, what matters, it's not about you feeling good about yourself because you clean the house. Mary said, all that matters is you, Jesus. And so I know for me, and I'm not sure about you, but for me, I got to get out of my own way sometimes and say, you know what, these interruptions, it all can't be about me. It's got to be, God, how are you using these interruptions to help me slow down or to help me refocus or to help me realize I got to deal with some stuff that's going on in me because I, if I don't, I'm like you said, I'm not going to be a real nice person to be around. So maybe God uses those interruptions to help us kind of take a look at some things. Yeah. Take a look in the mirror. Yeah. The I man mean, in the mirror. Yeah. Great they book. Do a, they should do a song about a man in the mirror. Ah, they should. They yeah. should. I'm I wish they saying. would come up with that sometime. We should work Who on should that. should we talk to about that? Maybe we could talk to Grant about man in the mirror. Hmm. Yeah, it really got some legs there. It does. On a serious point, though, yeah, looking in the mirror sometimes, um, I, I'll be honest, when I'm in traffic... That's a really great opportunity for me to look in the mirror because you can figure out real fast if you're a, a angry, irritable person by driving in traffic. If you are going down the interstate and you're getting cut off or people are coming into your lane and you find yourself yelling and screaming at them, chances are you don't have a lot of gray space. Chances are you don't have a lot of room for people to bump you. And that could be a problem because that probably tells me exactly what you just said, which was so cool. That tells me that your day is all about you and your schedule is all about you. And there's no room for God to move in the midst of those interruptions. So what a great kind of analysis for ourselves to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, hey, this is a bump. How am I going to respond to it? And are my emotions in check here? Yeah. And, and the simple way to handle those life interruptions, because they're going to come. They're not going anywhere, right? They're going to come. 
It's cast your anxiety on him. Give it to God. Give it to him verbally. Give it to him through prayer. Give it to him through your journaling, however you want. But give it to God. And then ask yourself, God, why? You know, are you trying to teach me something? Are you asking me to look in the mirror to kind of reflect a little bit? Um, You know, life never goes and our days never go as we planned. And praise God for that, right? Mm -hmm. That every day is a new day that God may interrupt us for things we never thought we needed a conversation or to slow down or to, to deal with something in our lives. And so we hate those, those daily bumps, those daily interruptions, but God will use them if we bring them to him. Yeah, he just wants us to bring him into the conversation. I think some of the most spiritual prayers you could ever say, you know, some of the most inspiring prayers you could ever say is, Lord, give me strength. Lord, give me patience. Uh, Lord, give me kindness. You know, how many times when we're working with a coworker and they are talking about some tangent that we don't care about. And we're just like, I don't have the patience for this. Or we're trying to parent one of our kids. And doesn't matter how many times we tell them, no, don't do that. They just do it. And what we have to say to ourselves is, Lord, give me strength. Um, but that's exactly what God wants. He wants us to come to him. He wants us to come to him with our frustrations and our cares. And he wants us to give it to him. And he wants us to ask him for the strength to get through the day. Well, and one last little just little nugget with this is one thing that's universal to all people, Christian, non-Christian, is everybody has daily bumps and interruptions. In those moments, how we handle it can be such a powerful witness to other people, you know, because they're going to look at a Christian and say, okay, you just got interrupted. How are you handling it? And if we don't really think about how we handle that, then they're going to say, well, Christians are no different than anybody else. They, They act the same way. But if we truly try to handle it in a way that's filled with grace, that'll have such a powerful impact on other people. And they'll say, how do you handle this at work or this at school? And what, what a powerful witness. I know like me, you've probably have had people that you just watched, you know, as you were having those formative years in your faith and you thought, wow, the way they handle these daily interruptions is really, really powerful and speaks to me. Oh, absolutely. Even as you're talking, there's a, a mentor of mine, a former mentor who's passed away now, but I had the opportunity to learn from him for about five, seven years almost. Um, and he had the most profound way of relating to people when they didn't do what he was expecting. And he had the most just incredible calm and peace about him when plans didn't go the way they were expected to go. Um, all the way down to when somebody messed up his order in a restaurant. Like he just had this big old smile that he would share with them, very politely say, this was the one I ordered, but I, I would just really appreciate if you could send this back in. Um, always edifying the waitress or the waiter when that happened. And this is just a little thing, you know, or when we would show up to do something at the job and because I worked for him for a period of time as well, and they weren't ready for us to be there. Um, and he would just patiently wait and he would offer to help any way he could to help get the room set up or whatever needed to be done. Um, it really made an impact on me. And even now talking about him and he, he's no longer with us, but his legacy is still really impacted and imprinted on me because of the way he handled himself when little daily bumps occurred, it really made a difference. And it really has a profound, um, opportunity that God gives us in those moments too. You know, we can, you know, hear you speak glowingly of this man and, and, you know, I'm sure everybody listening has somebody that they watch and said, boy, they really handle themselves well. 
whether it's at work, at school, church, it's a great opportunity for us to really show people, yes, our lives are always going to be interrupted by daily bumps, but we can be a witness to giving it to God, casting our anxiety about him, um, and showing grace to other people. So we hope this was an encouragement to you. We know that life life's going to be interrupted. Maybe your life's been interrupted today and you stumbled upon this podcast. And if this can help you or maybe help somebody that you know, please pass it on. If we can be a resource for you through prayer, prayers at threetimbers.org. If you want to learn more about the church, threetimbers.org. Join us. We'd love to have you join us for worship at the Stumble Inn in person, Sundays, 10 a.m. or at Facebook at 10 o'clock. So many great ways to stay connected. We hope you're outside having fun, enjoying the spring. Joe, anything to take us out on? Well, I just want to encourage you guys, whether it's a little bump or a big bump, the message today is just bring it to God. Bring your anxiety, bring your care to God, no matter what it is, the size of it. He wants it. He wants all of it. He wants to encourage you through it. So let that be encouragement to you today. We love you guys. We're so glad you could join us and we hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.